I'm James Zaldivar, and I am the managing editor at En Fuego on Sports Illustrated, and you're listening to BS Podcast. Escuchando a Gerardo Ortiz, celebrando fiestas patrias con dos Genesis. Cantamos mariachi y en acapela, miramos a diario con un jefe, la pinche novela. Hey, ¿qué tal amigos de Pancho Villas Army? Aquí es Sargento with another, another episode of Villas Podcast. Um, again, I do have another, we have another guest today, right? We keep trying to go out outside of our members, but we want to still keep it, keep it within our members. But we want to start branching out, right? We had amazing guests so far. Let's keep that trend going. But before we introduce our guests, let's go into, of course, my co-host. Once again, El Coronel, from the luxury of his beautiful home here in Levine, Levine beautiful, sunny Arizona. What's going on, El Coronel? Hey, what's going on, guys? I thought you were going to say the luxury of my beautiful couch in my garage. That's what but I guess. You know, I had that home will work. Well, you don't oh, give boy. the illusion away, dude. Like, we can't tell, but now, you know. I, I seem relaxed. Do I seem more relaxed today? Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. You know what? Because it's 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 like 90 degrees, so it's oh, a lot yeah, dude. cooler now. It's, it's cool. I got to go get my sweater. Ivan, yeah. how you doing, buddy? And I'm good. I'm ready today to see the Dodgers. Hopefully we win. Hopefully. And the Niners play. They play about the same time. So as soon as we're done here, boom, TV for the Dodgers, TV for the Niners game. Yeah, dude, you're gun ho, man. It's a big, a big day for you, man. We'll see what happens. Oh, Saludos to everybody, by the way. Yeah, but you know, I'm curious. We're gonna talk a little bit about Ivan. He's got a dilemma going on, right? Because oh, uh, yeah. he's got he's got some tickets that he purchased in advance, and if it doesn't turn out, I'm curious to know what he's gonna do here if his if his Dodgers don't advance. So we'll get we'll get to that here in a second. But um, enough of us. Let's go and, and introduce our our guest here. Um, so, if you haven't noticed already, um, there is an article uh, recently published, uh, a few like less than a week ago or about a week ago, and it's about highlighting Pancho Villa's army. Um, and again, I know that you know some of you have been reposting and sharing. I mean, I highly encourage if you haven't had the time to read it, it's a really good article, man. Um, I'll be honest with you, any articles that are you know long or just not just not grab my attention, I just kind of you know forget about it. But this one. From beginning to end, just had my attention. Well, maybe because I was, you know, I had a little quote there. I mean, I don't know about that. But uh, it, it was just interesting, and I really appreciated that. So let's talk about the person behind the actual article and our guest today. Uh, give a warm welcome to Gabe Saldivar. Gabe, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, you know, right off the bat, I have to say I'm I'm uh, I'm loving and hating uh, Ivan's Ivan's gig over here because I'm a Dodger <laughs> fan, but I'm a Rams fan. Lifelong yeah. Rams fan, oh. so so around five yeah, o'clock we got tonight a, a grudge match. Yeah, yes. <laughs> hey, but I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Even in the football pool, the pick 'em this week, I took the Rams. I don't know why you're putting on that uh, Niners jersey, bro. To be honest with you, the way they're playing. Because I'm repping, you know. I have hopes <laughs> of us winning. He's a season ticket holder too, man. He can't, you know, that's part of the whole. Yeah. Once you become a season ticket holder, you gotta just support the team. I think. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, you gotta rep every week. Support the team. Gotta support. The- <laughs> gotta support the team, man. <laughs> so, so Gabe, thanks for joining us. One of the things that we like to do is just, you know, again, um, tell us a little about yourself, right? Tell mm-hmm. us uh, about a little bit about where you grew up, uh, some some background about uh, your journey, and then. Um, of course, if you want to lead into what you do as well, right, with, uh, you know, Sports Illustrated and, and Fuego. Well, yeah, I, I grew up in uh, West Covina, which is, you know, a suburb outside of uh, downtown Los Angeles. Um, 
and went to uh, UC Berkeley for college um, and actually was played baseball for a little bit in high school and was actually a recruited walk-on at UC Berkeley, but had at that point two knee surgeries. Um, so it was just, it, it was just, I wasn't cutting it. It was just so I had to hang it up. Um, and then finished out at UC Berkeley, came back home to LA um, and took a job with a nonprofit, you know, doing account managing. And, you know, it just wasn't for me. Um, so by the time I was, you know, 30 years old, I completely switched gears and um, took a job as a breaking news writer for a little website called Bleacher Report at the time. Um, so I was one of the first first writers there at Bleacher Report. And I would not have, you know, because I, I didn't have any journalism degree. You know, I had a poli-sci major. Um, and if I would have entered, you know, the industry any other time with any other website, you know, I just there's, there's no way you would, you know, I would have made it because I just didn't have any kind of background in that. So I came at the right time when Blues Report was in its infancy and saw it rise. You know, uh, Blues Report was this, you know, this small little website that no one really knew about. Um, and in a couple of years, they just like blew up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And so I slowly, you know, had some great opportunities with them. Um, you know, I, I became their lead writer for the pop culture section. Um, so they ended that section, I think, in 2015 or, or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a couple of years, they had like a pop culture section where you get all the like funny, you know, videos and memes and things like that. Um, so I was kind of, you know, running that show, um, you know, was able to, you know, be on CNN a couple of times with Brooke Baldwin um, for oh. a couple of stories. Um, so it was just a lot of really cool, cool things happened. Um, and, as, you know, then I separated from Bleach Report around 2014, 2015, okay. um, started doing some travel writing, did some food writing. I've written Forbes. Um, for a number of different places. Um, And then recently um, joined with uh, Joe Agency. So it's it's a content creator. um, And they needed a managing editor because they have, you know, uh, a deal with Sports Illustrated to bring multicultural content to the website. So it's really bringing, you know, stories from underrepresented communities to the forefront. So... I joined them um, as their managing editor, and that's what I'm doing now. That's what Enfuego is. It's really dedicated to telling, you know, aspirational stories of, of you know, you know, Latinos, um, African American, LGBTQ women, um, just those stories that aren't normally out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to tell them, you know, so nice. um, bringing those to the forefront. And that's, yeah. you know, that's kind of my, my elevator, you know, elevator pitch of my life. That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, you, it's awesome. like you've done this before. Like, you've, uh, you've been asked this question a few times. You have it down jam-packed. Yeah. That's, <laughs> oh, that, that, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's really awesome that you're actually, you know, on, on the stepping stone or the front of this. Uh, because uh, when did, let me go back, Bleacher, Bleacher Report, when did that start? Like the, I would say... It might have been around 2008, I think, when the when the website first started. Possibly, because it's fairly new. Because I know when I started getting into social media and everything, Beecher Report was one of the. I mean, we had like the typicals, like the ESPNs, and just kind of like you know all the stories. But then Bleacher Report had something different. It was something different about Bleacher Report that they told almost a different side, or it was almost a diff- a way they told the story differently. You know, so yeah. I, I think that's that's really cool. I, I, to me, I think that Bleacher Report is was groundbreaking in a sense that 
it told a different side of the story, you know, a different sports story instead of just statistics, you know. And they started doing things like you mentioned, like pop culture, the funny stories, the memes and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we're all very familiar with, Ble- with Bleacher Report. And, uh, yeah. I, I think it were, they did a good job and they still do a good job of kind of giving a voice to their mm-hmm. stories. Um, I mean, it started more of kind of a fan perspective. Um, obviously, the writers and breaking news writers, they had chops. But it was more, um, you know, it was a startup, you know, okay. so when it first started, they were hitting, you know, stories, you know, maybe 200, 300 word articles, you know, really quickly, um, because, you know, that's what you need to do as a startup uh, from a website. And it kind of mm-hmm. grew from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did a good job of highlighting writers that, that had a voice. Nice. Uh, nice. But that's it. That's, that's, that's the name of the game in this industry is come with it and make sure you have, you know, a distinctive perspective. Um, with your opinions, I guess. Well, that's that's a good call out, man. Because you see, you know, it's, it can you can say it's getting saturated, right? There's so many different voices out there, so many different yeah. media outlets, and so many startups too right now. You seem like they're just coming out of everywhere now, right? Because anybody, to be, just be honest, anybody can be could be a journalist now and just post stuff out there, create a website, um, create a social media page, and just start posting stuff. Um, so you know, it comes down like you said, is being unique and being different. You know, offering a different perspective, offering something that's not already out there. Um, so that I'm curious to know why, you know, then you moved to En Fuego and, and, and what made you make that change, you know, to, to join this this this, uh, this uh, organization or this uh, outlet? I mean, honestly, En Fuego is, is just a, a dream job at this point in my career. Um, being able to, you know, I've always been partial to human interest stories. Um, I've written, you know, the the the, you know, the post-game capsules I've written, you know, about like, you know, previews and, and um, you know, fantasy football and, and draft previews and things like that. I've done all of that. <laughs> um, but doing something, I, I've always loved telling uh, people stories. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, getting an interview with someone and talking to them for 20, 30 minutes and finding out their life story and telling that um, has always been a passion of mine. And that's what we're doing. You know, obviously during the day to day on Enfuego, if guys, people go to Enfuego, um, you can Google Enfuego or go to si.com slash Enfuego. But we'll have those, you know, pop culture, Latino news hits, you know, uh, maybe sneaker drops, stuff like that. But more often than not, it's going to be a feature on really cool people like Pancho Villa's Army. Um, it's going to be a, a full feature on that and telling you who these people are, what the story is behind it. Um, so that's, I mean, I absolutely love it. So, you know, mm-hmm. you're just, uh, Going, going from here. So, nice, nice. Hey, Ivan, did, Ivan, you had a question? No, right now I'm just soaking all this in. This is pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, I like calling out Ivan and go be like, Ivan. All right, what do you gotta say, man? And he's, yeah, he just. I, I mean, I do have questions, but not right now because I'm, <laughs> I, I'm soaking everything. He's. Like, I, I think he's watching the the the, the 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 pregame before the the L A and the you know oh, the nah. Fortnite game I, over I there watching. Watch pregames and. Forever, I kind of just tune in once the games are starting because then they. He's like, "Why is Dustin Mate? Why is Dustin Mate starting?" Yeah, and they're like, "Who's gonna win?" And they're like, "This one doesn't know. Why is he predicting they're gonna?" So I just honestly, I haven't watched pregame in a minute. I just kind of just tune in once the game's starting. So, so Kip, I do have a follow up for you, Matt. So again, you did mention, of course, you know our our article, right? Um, so when you when you mm-hmm. select these articles, because there's there's a, definitely a lot of content out there, right? There's a lot of things that you can go, and I think just kind of narrowing down what is, you know, what's topical, what's relevant, what are something that you know, well, people can gravitate towards. 
first of all, before you select the Pancho Villa's armies, what's your thought process in trying to find these stories? Like, what's your, your yeah. process to find? I mean, we have a really amazing team at Enfuego, you know, our social media manager, Juliana, and we have just a number of people that, you know, just in the day to day, you know, going through social media and stuff, um, picking out different, hey, this would be a cool story. This would be, and sometimes we get people come to us. Um, but when it was Hispanic Heritage Month coming up, we wanted to highlight a great deal of, of, of stories that aren't told, you know, normally uh, from a Latino perspective. And our mission going into Hispanic Heritage Month was kind of doing it in a way that, you know, Hispanic people have, you know, really influenced this landscape in so many different ways. Um, so instead of doing just athletes, which we, you know, covered, it was, you know, the wide chasm of, of, of how, you know, Latinos support sports. So it's, we've had an interview with, you know, photographer, Will Navarro, who's the, the Rams photographer. Um, obviously, Lorena Ochoa, who, who, who retired a legend, but she's still um, doing a great deal of stuff, you know, really influencing golf in Mexico. Um, you know, uh, uh, Camila Haber is a record holder freediver. Um, and so journalists, photographers, you know, athletes, but also the fans are a big part of sports. Um, you know, we saw so often, you know, right now you take the fans out of it, you know, it, it's just not the same product, you know, um, yeah. during COVID. You know, you know, you can pump in all the fake noise you want, but, you know, there's there's a little bit of life, a little bit of heart missing from baseball games and football games and basketball games. It's just um, it's a big part. And so Pancho Pancho Villa's army was just a no brainer um, as far as and I was excited to, to be able to to learn more about the organization because um, I had known about it, but I, I wasn't, you know, that, you know, well versed in it. Um, but then sp speaking with Sergio and his life story and seeing how something can spark so quickly you know mm -hmm. i mean it was only what 2013 or 14 when this started uh but ha have it blow up uh because like you know sergio had told me you know he, he believed he was like there's got to be you know fans out there you know i just i just know it and if you have that belief you find out you know it's proof positive it's just it's crazy you know so yeah. um we definitely want to highlight the fans yeah no definitely i mean that's one of those things that you know i think all of us probably felt that too. And that's a cool thing that Serge not, not only felt the same thing, right? There's a lot of us out there. I'm not alone out there. Let's go ahead and, you, you know, unite us. Um, it's just a great story all around. And all of us, you know, are part of the reason. Um, so you got to meet, you got to interview quite a few of us, right? So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, who you reached out to, who you talked to and got to know and, and kind of, you know, walk us through, you know, each of those, you know, interviews individually. Yeah. Well, yeah, I definitely, you know, I, I I spent most of my time with Sergio um, and everything was over phone and, and, and Zoom. So it was, you know, I, I really, you know, and, and, and I made this promise, too, is when COVID ends, you know, I'm definitely going to come out to a Pancho Villa's, you know, tailgate uh, for sure. Um, but, you know, speaking, yeah, speaking with Sergio, it was it was awesome just to be able to um, kind of converse over, you know, it was like a 30, 40 minute conversation. Um, and, and it. And I think the theme running through it was about family um, and just, you know, having that sense. And I think I, I brought that to the article is that sense of Sundays, um, you know, um, you know, I spoke with Coronel, too, you know, and it was just everyone had that 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 kind of sentiment of football brings us back to, you know, it's the nostalgia of it. Uh, mm -hmm. bringing us back to when we were growing up, kicking the football around, um, you know, barbecues in the backyard uh, and Saturdays and Sundays with, you know, the big game coming on. 
Um, so whether it's church or whatnot, um, it was always revolving around soccer. You know, that was the event yeah. of the weekend. Um, so that was kind of what I got from each and every one person um, is that Pancho Villa's army was that that place where they could, you know, corral and ha- and share that that overarching theme of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that was special. Yeah. Everyone kind of had that sentiment. That's yeah, awesome, I think, man. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Ivan, I mean, Ivan's one of the captains, right, of L.A. So, Ivan, yeah. I mean, can you, you know, can you tell us yeah, about think, that? And, and I think you hit the nail in the coffin when you said uh, culture. Um, because even growing up, my dad and myself, we still see a lot of sports together. We see baseball, football, um, NFL, obviously. And one of the things you remember as a kid, um, when my dad would have his soccer games on weekends, they were normally like on Saturday evenings or what have you. And now you can get every game on TV, right? But before, there was some games, maybe Chivas, America, and then sometimes it, was even, it wasn't even live. So we would record it like on um, VCR, correct? So we get home, we get food, we watch the games afterward. So you hit the name of Costa when we talk about cultura because most of our parents are from Mexico. We were born here, and that's, what, that's a part of what PBA brings to us. Like We appreciate this country for everything it's provided for us, the opportunities, like education, uh, food, everything, right? But we tend, we, while well, personally me, I, I think others will agree that we don't want to forget where our parents came from and everything they've done for us. And Pancho Villa's army is part of that process of we bring in the carnazadas, we bring in everybody getting together, supporting the selection to have fun. So I think you hit the nail in the coffin when you said that. That's part of the reason why I love being involved in Pancho Villa's army. Yeah, I mean, it's a powerful thing. I mean, I, I, you know, I was, you know, joking earlier about, you know, being a Rams fan, but I remember, you know, being on, you know, that at my parents' house right now, um, being on that couch out there with my dad watching the Rams lose each and every weekend, you know, because <laughs> uh, I grew up, I grew up during the Jim Everett days where it was just like, oh man, it was you brutal, man. Um, yeah, man. so I, I cut my teeth on a lot of losses there, but, um, but I remember it fondly, even though they were losing. You know, you share those moments and that kind of, you know, it, 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 it kind of raises what kind of a fan you turn out to be. And, and that's uh-huh. the other thing, too, is, is, is speaking with everyone. You know, if people don't know about Pancho Villa's army outside of the organization, this is from what I've you know discovered is it's just a really warm community, you know, because um, rabid fans get a bad rap a lot of times. You know, you look at, you know, yeah. just, especially especially soccer fans, too. Um, but you look at, you know, the fervor and the fandom that you guys have, um, but that it's just that, that warmth, you know, like that, the, the familia, you know, it's, 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 it's just really nice to see. Yeah. And then something yeah. else, um, that I want to touch on too, that, um, I think Pancho Villa helps in as well is that I've learned obviously throughout the years, there's different levels of fans. There's like fans that just like to watch the games. There's like hardcore fanatics that attend every game they could like following La Selección like to Europe and Mexico and here in this country and Pancho Villa's army brings all that together but we try to you know we do our best to welcome everybody in every possible way but I've learned that too that throughout like attending a bunch of games either as media or as a fan that we have different levels of fanaticism and that goes for every sport like like football which is pretty cool because you get to see the spectrum the wide spectrum of why people love the sport, you know, what they do for fun and why they support it. Yeah, we, we definitely have that, that big, you know, spectrum for sure. Like you said, man, like, you know, you once, I don't know, Gabe, once you, if you, you know, getting to know us or looking more out into our, into our members, 
Now you'll see them. They're like in every game. Like every, you see them on the stands. They actually, I think even um, we call them. You know, they become like their own fame, right? People start to know them. We have people with like headdresses, with um, face paint. I mean, that's one thing you see this in the NFL. You even see it in baseball. But now you see it in Mexico soccer, dude. These these characters. I guess you call them right characters that. Um, just start to develop, and on PBA, we're starting to develop our own, like a, a big group of people that just go to every game and they dress up, and people know them, and so much that they get signatures, and you know, like the Marechi Locos yeah. from from LA, from the Dodgers, right? Oh yeah, yeah. If you ever need to reach him, let me know. He lives like a couple blocks from right here. Um, he's a dark, hardcore Dodger fanatic. Him and a uh, baseball head, they're like everywhere for Dodger games, you know. And yeah, it's fun. Like I said, just the cultura, yeah. the fun that we have, like just. Honestly, the tailgates are super fun. When uh, like a bunch of oh, yeah, Gabe's got to go. He's, country, he already, he already yeah. signed. He already signed the contract. He's gonna go. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta show up. Like, like that's Houston, that's the part had, of it. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the part ones. of it, man. Yeah, yeah the, in Houston we've had some big ones like in LA. Uh, I know we had some big ones in San Francisco. So it's fun. It's just yeah. you know bringing everybody together. So. Yeah, Gabe, tell me about that, too, when it comes to those characters, man. Have you even done a, a story about that yet? Man, how do you, you know, you start to see all these different, like, super fans that start developing their own super, I guess you call them um, alter egos, right? Where it's like, <laughs> yeah. they, put on, they put on this outfit, and all of a sudden, they're a different person. And, I, and a lot of the ones I get, I meet, right? You think they're, like, the most extroverted folks in the world, but in reality, a lot of them are very introverts. So you meet them, and they're quiet. They probably have an office job somewhere, but then comes a game. They put on this outfit, dude, and they're like, you know, like freaking Mickey Mouse walking down Disneyland. You know, kids come in and want an autograph. <laughs> I don't know if he does something like that. No, and actually, I was thinking about it, too. You know, we'll talk offline. Um, I'd like to get, you know, the contact information because that's exactly the kind of story that I think would resonate with people is you see these bigger-than-life characters, usually at, like, college football games and, you know, all these other games and stuff. And, you know, these crazy characters, but you're right. You dig into it and it's like, you know, what got you to paint your face up, you know, and, and, and head on down to the field like this. Um, and there's always a really cool story there. Um, so, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's exactly the kind of story that we want to cover. Yeah. yeah if you I, need some contact information, just let me know. But it's true. For sure. Like, like you see Mariachi Loco, I know him as Richie. I mean, we grew up together. And he's always been, like, quiet, kind of like... I mean, when we played football, he was a little, like, flamboyant. But he's quiet when we go out to eat. He's, like, chill. But then he puts on, like, that Mariachi Loco outfit, and then he's, like, a whole other person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's, like, he's an armor. He could go a out. superhero, yeah. dude. Like, a superhero. Uh, yeah. And, and, yeah, it's freaking amazing, dude. I mean, that's what I love to see, though, right? You like people just to hey, hang loose, enjoy, enjoy the passion of the game, and you know, whether it's an alter ego or what have you, but that's, and that's what I think Pancho Villa has really seen a lot of those come from our group too, man. A lot mm -hmm. of these different characters um, that just kind of develop, you know? So it looks like Corona has been having issues, man. We've been going in and out, but you know, I don't know, man. I, I think that, uh, you know, you got to pay that internet bill, dude. I don't know. We got to, we got to start getting some, 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 some it's, a, it's, a, it's Arizona. That's what happens in Arizona. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks a lot, man. All right, Gabe. <laughs> So, um, Gabe, are you working currently in any new articles that you want to, you know, plug in or anything that's going on? I, one, one that I've seen, I don't think you're the writer on it, but it's one of the folks there is John, I think, is writing the three-part series for Chivas. Uh, that sounds, oh, you know, nice. for me, I'm a big fan of Chivas anyways. Um, yeah. Yeah, John Arnold, great writer. Um, you know, he's freelancing for us and working on a, a three-part series for Chivas. Um, and... 
he's already i mean a, a number of your 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 audience and stuff probably already has read a ton of his work because he was really well versed in liga um and he we came out with part one i think it was last week or the week before and it was just about chivas and, and the popularity behind it um because hey, people I don't know. realize they're huge here in, in the country you know in this country um it you know you you roll into any kind of you know restaurant on saturday or sunday morning you'll see them on the screen you know it might not even be mm-hmm. the nfl um you know i think they they boast like five million followers or something like that five million fans here in america alone and that puts them up there with like the jacksonville jaguars or something like that you know they're as popular as an nfl team you know yeah. being a mexican side um which is remarkable um so that was the first article the second one is is kind of an introduction of amari vagada um, who, you know, took over uh, for Chivas once his, his father, Jorge, had passed, and really kind of delving into who he is as a person, um, his love of film. Uh, John does a great job in, 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 in kind of painting a picture. When it comes out, you'll, you'll read it, of this guy, this kid who, you know, was seen at the 2005 Copa against Boca Juniors, you know, with a camera in hand and taking, you know, images of mm. it, um, and really enjoying the game from behind the camera. Um, which has resonated in, into the work he's doing now. Um, you know, there, there might be an unnamed series, uh, or unannounced series coming out with Chivas, you know, that, that might be in the works. Um, you know, his dad, Jorge, had produced Itu Mama Tambien. Um, so, so oh. Hollywood does run rampant, uh, through their, through their blood, you know. Um, so kind of introducing him is part two. And then part three, which will come out after that, um, John's going to introduce us to, you know, how Chivas is going to try to get him back to glory, you know, um, how Amari Vagara, his vision of, of maybe, you know, rededicating, you know, the academy, bringing, you know, players from abroad back home and, and really growing because they, they're, they, the brand is there. Um, but they continue to try yeah. to grow the brand globally, but bringing in players and getting back to the, to the title talk, you know, um, yeah. and, 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 you know, surpassing, you know, America at some point, but, um, but that's that's it, you know. In a nutshell. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. If you can't if you can't tell who the America fan is, you right away can tell, right? He just right away is like, no, he's blocking that. Uh, but no, that's a that's a good call out, man. And, and Coronel just joined. Can you hear us? Coronel, yeah, I am in. We're talking about your favorite subject right now. We're talking about the three part that, he's just, that they're writing on the Chivas. And oh, okay. Um, you know, he just kind of you know gave us a quick, a quick sneak peek of what's to come in the future, you know, series. Um, and of course he said the, the most important thing, right? Getting another title so we can be at, you know, get, you know, ca- catch up to America. And then Ivan just started. Well, breaking, man, I like how that sounds. I've got a theory about it. I've got a theory about that. So Jorge Campos tweeted, uh, if everybody knows who Jorge Campos is, he's a goalkeeper for obviously for La Selección, uh, very, very well, galaxy, the galaxy. Right. He yeah, tweeted, yeah. he tweeted and you can't quote me word for word, but he said, you know, America celebrates all these titles. How many do they have? Like 10, 12, something like that? They're celebrating their, their 104th year in existence. And they've only got 12 titles. And, ha- and, and, and the majority of those are in the six-month span. So, like, really, guys? Really? 17-game <laughs> season? Come on, guys. I mean, no, my man. You, can, you can't. <laughs> it's true, bro. You can't really go that way. Because if, if you go by that, you're taking away all the championships from the Boston Celtics, from the Lakers. Oh no 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 no, no 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 no! Yeah, no, no, no. because if anything, if anything, in a certain span, if anything, you, way back in the day, way back in anything, the day. If anything, if anything, you take away the title from the Lakers from this year, short season, COVID season, oh, bubble, oh, man. That's <laughs> you gotta get, get out of here. 
I'm it's okay. Well, welcome fan. to the welcome to the yeah. the rivalry between America I'm not and Chivas. I'm not. I'm, I'm from LA, <laughs> but I'm a diehard Chicago Bulls fan. I grew up watching Michael Jordan. But winning a title this year, like in that bubble under those circumstances, being away from your family, and dealing with all this COVID and all this like stuff, and like even players said like mentally it's, it was taking a toll on them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put oh, an too bad. They get paid forty million dollars a year. Oh, too bad. I I, I give them props. <laughs> well, you know what? There's some, no, I I, I, I gotta I gotta phrase this very carefully because <laughs> then people just misinterpret everything you say. I know that money helps and solves a lot of issues, but not everybody is mentally prepared to handle everything that life throws their way. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I had Gabe's you know, perspective on that. Well, I was going to say, you know, I, I do tend to agree with Ivan because, you know, people want to put an asterisk on, you know, any titles that come this way. Um, especially the MLB season with 60 games and, you know, but any, any of these sports are going through their own hell, man. I mean, think about baseball having to fly back and forth, you know, during the season and not knowing if you're going to get sick, um, and not knowing if that, that illness is going to affect you long-term. Um, but then you're also flying and you're going to leave your family and who knows if you're going to bring something back, you know, Mm -hmm. dealing with that stress. And then you don't have, you know, your family or friends in the stands. You don't have fans in the stands. So it's easy to come out, you know, I'm saying it's relatively easy to come out and get the adrenaline pumping when you have 50,000 fans screaming yeah. for you. But when you have like nobody, then it's like, where does that come from? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, that with the NBA going, you know, was it about three, four months, three months, I think they were in there. Um, mm-hmm. Forget how long, but dude, that's, that's tough. You know, um, you know, we self-isolated from my parents at the beginning of the pandemic. And just cause, you know, we did, you know, you know, keep away from the, the parents and then make sure they're, they're isolated and just getting deliveries or whatever. But the more we found out, you know, we kind of, you know, we're back with them now and stuff like that. But, you know, my kids not seeing them for a long time, us not seeing them, you know, that it affects you. Mm-hmm. So imagine yeah. these, these guys being without their, their, their little boys and little girls, you know, that's, that's, that's gotta be tough. So that's what true. I'm saying is you could, you could, you could put the Lakers championship up there with the best. I guess my, my, the, the problem that I'm having with that championship is I'm a LeBron James hater. I'm not really a hater. I don't hate LeBron. Trust me, don't get me wrong. I think, wait, wait. I don't hate LeBron. I'm a LeBron James hater, but I don't hate him. No, no, no. no. Well, sense. because everything that he does just kind of like, if I'm a Laker fan, and, you know, obviously, uh, Ivan, you're not a Laker fan. Um, um, Gabe, you're a Laker fan, correct? You're, you're a diehard Laker fan. So let me ask you this. Well, let me tell you my point of view. If I'm a Laker fan, as soon as I heard, I'm not a Laker fan by any means, but I heard LeBron James was going to the Lakers, I was pissed. Not because he went to the Lakers or just upped their chances to win the title. I went to, as a, if I was a Laker fan, I would be upset because I would think that him coming in, he didn't really earn the respect like a James Worthy, like a Bright Byron Scott, like a Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson. Those are legends. And, and rightfully so, LeBron James is great in his own, in his own way, right? But it just, to me, it just, he just, he just taints the Laker legacy to me. That's just the way I look at it. I'm from. I'm not even a Laker fan, but I was mad about that. I'm more mad for Laker Nation. That's just how I feel. How do you feel about that? I love it. And actually, you know, there was there was a, there was a, a mural here. There was a mural here in LA that that uh, LA fans desecrated when um, 
when he when he got here. It was uh, um, a muralist put up a LeBron James thing, and people were like, you know, we're Kobe fans here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of fans kind of miss out on the good parts of sports mm-hmm. because of all the hatred and animosity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. but no, it's true. You know, like he's done so good, done so much. Um, good for this sport um and showing how and everyone's different you know jordan was a different animal kobe's a different animal lebron you wins in a different way you know he takes the best parts of like magic johnson and and cuts that in with a power forward and um and you know he has that drive you know he's the first one in the you know into the gym the last one to leave kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but like kareem wasn't a a, you know a lifetime laker you know like Mm -hmm. Lakers, True. Dodgers, the the big teams, the Yankees, you know, they pick from the best, man. I mean, that's 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 a good point. They, that's, that's a good point. Oh, is yeah, it's hard, especially in the NBA, to have a homegrown team, you know, I especially think, okay. I think it's one yeah, of those athletes, right, where it's like you know, you 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 hate him until he's in your team. Right, like you know, we can easily yeah. say that, and it's like I don't know I, 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 if, he, if you were to go to San Antonio, you'd be like, oh, screw this. He starts winning you titles, you'd be like, okay, all right, give us all right. I, I, I don't know about that, man. I disagree because I, be, being a San Antonio fan, Robinson, Duncan, they started, they ended their careers with the Spurs. We've had a lot of players come and go, and a lot of players helped us win titles from different teams. Obviously, that's great. The Sean Elliott too drafted out of uh, mm-hmm. out of U of A into San Antonio. The, the the team was there, so I'm used to as a fan. I'm used to the 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 because I I consider myself loyal, right? So I can I I I want the players, and I understand it's a business, and I understand they have to move teams and whatnot. But I I, I feel like there should be loyalty. But again, I'm not a player, and and I guess obviously Gabe, you just pointed that out. You made a really really good point right now. But like for example, let's talk about like Tom Brady, right? Like Tom Brady, if I'm 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 not even a Patriots fan, but I'm like, why doesn't he just retire? Just retire as a Patriot. You you've done so great. You've done all these great things. Joe Montana, great things with 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 uh, with the 49ers. And then he went to KC, and he helped KC to the playoffs, and you know the, he did yeah. he did help them. But then it's kind of it almost to me it almost seems like he lost that from from well, me. Well, you, don't, you don't want to see your 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 hero start to decline, dude. I mean, uh, I'm yeah. thinking also that, I'm thinking also like Emmett Emma Smith. He came to the Cardinals, right? Yeah. And, and, and and he you know again I was excited to have him because growing up I loved him as a player. But dude, it just it just it it hurts, you know, to see your your athlete you know become a vehicle, dude, like running yeah, around. Yeah. Fragile, right? That, yeah, that's that's, that's one thing true. that hurts. Yeah, yeah, it does hurt. I, a couple of things that you know, and the NBA players now. I know what you're talking about, loyalty, right? Where before, oh, by the way, thank you for letting us have Dennis Rodman. He helped us to a few titles with the Bulls, but um, <laughs> that was his own doing. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It, it, the landscape changes from time to time. Obviously, before even in the NFL, like Jackie Slater, I think he played with the Rams for like 20 years, right? Before players in the NBA, they would stay with one team majority of the time. I mean, if you were a superstar, you would. But I think times change. And in mm-hmm. that sense, since the players have more power now, mm-hmm. it gets easier if they would say, like, look, if I can make money and win, why am I not going to do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which that's, I don't that's, agree with. That's the NBA but, right now, too, right? They all yeah. just kind of, like, go with each other. And you see these yeah, teams, like, these super teams. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. But that's just the way it is. You know, okay. what I mean? there's nothing we could do about it. And I think I didn't really like LeBron coming to LA, um, but I respect LeBron as a player. I have a yeah. bunch of his jerseys and stuff because he's just very talented. 
-hmm. but I also respect what he does to the community, like with schools. He's done a lot for here, like in LA, for like building a like recreational standards and stuff like that, which like I totally agree with. But like you know, like you said, that's just the modern NBA player. You know, they yeah. have more power, they have more money, and they can pretty much choose to because it's not like football. In football, you're kind of controlled by a team. If you want to play here, but they say, nah, you're going to go to Europe, they're going to ship you off to Europe, or you're going to end up in MLS. So, I, if, you know, just the, the way that yeah, NBA the has evolved. Yeah. I've got I've, I've got a question for Gabe, like a follow-up on that. So, like, Gabe, you're obviously, you cover sports. You, you, you've interviewed a lot of players and whatnot. And, you know, so how much of that is the media fault or journalist fault because they paint it that way as uh <laughs> no 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 if, 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 if we're yeah. talking about lebron for example so like when lebron when they made that big i'm taking my tap yeah that big announcement like every dude he lost like a ton of fans a ton of respect from, from like older guys like myself right who are like hard-nosed and more loyal but how much how much does the media play in that factor where they paint yeah. the Good picture of a, of a of a player as a as a selfless, a selfish, greedy player, they're just trying to jump on super teams. To just try, we all, they, we all, they all want to win titles. But I mean, what, what's your, what's your perspective on that? What do you think? It's a hundred percent the media. It might be like ninety-eight percent, let's say it's the wow. media. But you know, coming from <laughs> because it's our job to, you know, sports journalism is a little bit different. Like if you're going to tell a story about, you know, um, a factual story about someone, that's that's one thing. But if you're talking about columnists. You know, the Skip Baylesses, the Stephen A. Smiths of the world, their job is to create a narrative. You know, we're, 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 you're, they're creating a, a WWE world out of actual sports. You know, um, this guy went here. That must mean he's evil kind of thing. You know, um, whereas, you know, that I'm taking my talents. You know, Kobe Bryant said that when he, when he was coming out of high school, he was the first one to say, I'm taking my talents to the NBA or I forget what he's he, to the professional level or whatever he said. Um, and I mean, I, you know, absolutely adore Kobe. Um, but then, you know, LeBron says it, and that was a horrible PR nightmare. Um, but it's easy to kind of now start painting him, painting him as like, you know, this selfish guy, this greedy guy. Whereas, you know, if you really break it down, you, and, you know, I've never in, uh, interviewed him, but if you probably talk to him, he's just probably some dude who just loves to play basketball. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And these athletes, they're, they're athletes that just, they can't give up the sport because they love to do it. So that's why you see them decline at the end of the career. Um but it's easy to kind of paint them as, oh, they should just be giving it up. They're selfish, you know, they're this, that, or the other. When at the end of the day, all they care about is, you know, being successful, winning titles, making money, doing right by their family, and hitting the gym. Right. Um, they're not they're not out there thinking, you know what? If I go to the Lakers or if I go to this team or maybe if I go to the Spurs, I'll be a better, I'll be seen as better or this, that, or the other. Um, that's the media yeah. stuff to kind of paint those narratives and, and mm -hmm. um, it drives reads. It drives, you know, people will mm -hmm. tune into to first take and whatever um, because of that. So yeah, it's I, totally, yeah. I yeah. stopped watching those guys. Cause that's all they do is talk about Kobe as uh, LeBron James. Yeah. No, it's, it's yeah. interesting though, that how the media does. That. I mean, we do, we see hear it now, right? I mean, in our current state, there's just so much out there um, that it just, it, I mean, it feels your fire. You start to get angry sometimes when you watch this stuff, you start to get all like personal and then, you know, here comes your kid. Hey, Papa, give me alone, right? It's like, hey, I was like, I was watching, sorry, I was watching a debate. Sorry. All right, let's Damn. move on. <laughs> so violent, Pete. Hey, so speaking violent of that, kid, speaking yeah. of the media, speaking of media, let's, let's play a quick game called Fact or Fiction. And we're going to have Gay play it. We're going to show him a headline, um, and he's going to let us know. This is a true headline that was out um, in a you know, news article or some sort, 
And then, of course, we'll reveal if it's in fact or fiction. Um, so that's really it. Rapid fire going through that. Gabe, just let us know. Is this fact or fiction based on the headline? Um, and we'll, we'll go see. from there. We'll, Sound see. Good? we'll see what he can. How many, how many questions he got? <laughs> he got five different yeah. headlines. I just five put them out random. Five Okay. Let's see how hey, good. Hey, you, know, you get them all right? I got you for some tacos. <laughs> yeah, some tacos on the line, dude. That's how, that's how we do it here at Bunch of Villas Army. All right, Gabe, here we go. Fact or fiction. First headline. Spurs hunting for young boys. Is this an uh, actual headline or is this a is false? Fact or fiction? Now, are we talking Tottenham or are we talking San Antonio? And, uh... The headline, man. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Wow. Shots I'm going to uh, go with fiction on this one. This, this just seems too crazy. All right, here we go. Actually, it looks like it was actually posted on the sun. Spurs hunting for yeah. the boys. <laughs> That's bad, man. Gabe, would you have what? let this slide in your uh, in fuego? Like, hey, I got a great t- headline for this one. No, th- this would have been flagged. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But, but let me ask you, let's talk about this real quick. So are they talking about, like, young boys, the, the soccer team? Because there's a to- soccer team, the young boys, right? Yeah, Maybe... Boys. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. I hope there'll so. be something else we'll get. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you right now, that thing got read. I'm sure. Oh, people are like, what's that exactly? Yeah. And yeah, people are like, oh, yeah. Clickbait. All right. Here we go. Next one. Here we go. All right. So far, not looking good, Gabe. Here we go. This sport <laughs> is stupid, anyways. That's actually a really hilarious headline. Um, <laughs> I wish I would have thought of that. Um. <laughs> Yeah, this is tough because you showed the sun. This could have been any publication. I'm gonna yeah. go with, you know what? I'm gonna go with fact that this was like some dead skin fan or something. I'm gonna go with fact. All right, here we go, man. It is true. It is fact. It was in the New York Post. Oh, tight, wrong one. Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> this sport is stupid, anyways. Yeah, it was New York Post. New York Post. Yeah. Dude, I. I say that every time the Dodgers go to the World Series. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like, it's like when you see losers, you go, do this, this, this sucks, right? I don't yeah. even watch soccer. Yeah. You're like, I don't have any hopes for winning anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Next one. Next one. I already gave it away, man. Tiger, Tiger goes limp, pulls out after nine holes. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel like I've seen this one. Um... <laughs> I'm gonna go fact on this one. Okay, go fact. fact. I don't know what is it about the New York Post, crazy. but the New York Post keeps posting these. I think they do it on purpose. Yep. <laughs> Damn, the New York Post They're about to clickbait, man. They'll print anything. They're like, whatever. Oh, that sounds good. Let's whoa. go with it. All right, down to our last few. All right, we're gonna go away from sports here for a little bit. We're going like real life. Federal agent raids gun shop, finds weapons. <laughs> oh, that's just too stupid not to be true. Um, <laughs> dang it! I mean, fact is working for me. Just it's, it's twenty twenty. That's got to be hey, whatever. Yeah, it's true. Man. Yeah. All right, definitely. Man. <laughs> Damn, I got I got a great hit title for this one, man. I bet they're like, yeah, let's go, let's go with it. You know, it totally makes sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Right, and Gabe, so, so Gabe, hold on, Gabe. If somebody walks into your office with this, you're like, really, really, guys? <laughs> <laughs> you know, would you would you like, ever like pull the trigger on something that's like, kind of punny though, or kind of like a little? You'll be like, all right, you know what? Let's go with it. Well, yeah, like if we yeah. report or like, um, yeah, if it's if it's like Deadspin, if it's like those types of pop culture, you know, for the win, 
um, those kind of publications. Oh, for sure. You know, if you could if you could think of a good pun, um, even if it's cheesy, dude, people love it. Those are like like Z's jokes. These yeah, there you go. Hey, that's what I, I, sh- I should be hired here. I don't know if they have this over there in LA. I think they do have it in LA where they have those those street those road signs and the highway where they kind of write stuff up there to keep people you know engaged. Hey, this, you know, may the fourth be with you. But they do some funny <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Uh, that, that should that should be supplied for that job. That should be my yep. Or like drive <laughs> hammered, get nailed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last since flashing my willy, I was just shoplifting for sausages. <laughs> Where did you find these, bro? The New York uh, Post. My personal stash of uh, publications. For Imagine his uh, personal history. Yeah, dude. Race those cookies later, man. Race those cookies. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with. That's been working. You know what? There's gotta be a fiction here. I'm gonna go fiction. Ooh, okay, here we go. Fiction. Um, you know what? I'm gonna give you this one because I don't even know where I found this, dude. It just came up on the internet. <laughs> what is this, what? bro? See, I'm worried about you, brother. I'm gonna, I'm gonna count this as fiction because I don't even know where the, I don't even know the sports. The whole thing looks, it looks like you photoshopped the entire thing, bro. <laughs> Dude, they it got is. your IP address, bro. That's all I gotta I say. <laughs> yeah, you're, credit, on a li- you're on a list somewhere. Look at man. that. Yeah. If my credit, <laughs> if my, if my uh, you know, balance is zero, I'll let you know. Dude, all right, thanks. Oh thanks God. for playing today's game of fact or fiction, Gabe. What is he? What did he win? Did he win? I don't know. Did he win? I missed. I missed one or two. So no tacos. Right. I'll, I'll just still tell. get some tacos. No tacos. No tacos. <laughs> it's like the, the Seinfeld episode. No, ta- no soup for you. No tacos for you. No tacos. No soup for you. Nice. All right. Well, cool, man. Thanks for playing with us. That was pretty good. I, you know what? I really want to talk about, um, you know, uh, you know, we're now in the elect, you know, where everybody's voting out there. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I think you published this out there. I don't know if Gabe saw this or not, uh, but it's cool. You know, us being Mexico soccer fans, when you see celebrities repping Mexico, like in jerseys with hats and gears, uh, one big one right now is uh, of Snoop Dogg. I don't know if you saw that one. He's like telling people to vote. He had a selection. Did you see that one? I didn't see that one. No, no, no. Yeah, dude. Let me, let me put it real quick because I think that's pretty cool. If folks haven't seen this, just go to Snoop Dogg's Instagram page. And there he is right there wearing the, 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 the current jersey, right? So it's not like an old one. Yeah. All right, there you go, Snoop Dogg. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Dogg telling y'all to turn up and vote. Yes, sir. It's 2020. Your vote matters. Turn up and vote. That's hey, it. Y'all, what- what best PSA right there, man? Best, he's best. A, Snoop is invited he's, to the Canasada. I already put it. Yeah, he knows. Brown yeah, <laughs> yeah G- Gabe's going to bring the uh, the reporting, and Snoop Dogg's going to bring the, you know what he's bringing. The beats. He's bringing the, <laughs> bringing the, yeah, uh, the beats. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the uh, remember when during the World Cup, I think it was the World Cup, Drake did yeah. a video. Was it Drake with, with oh, the, was uh, the green? Was, was it? Somebody yeah. did one with the I with think the green. It was Drake. Where he, it was he Drake. was wearing the white jersey. Was it the oh. white one? Yeah, dude. So people lost their minds. They were like, "Yeah, went out and his record sales went up." And it was a green one. The green one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a lot That's of people wore the uh, uh rep the. So the here's my dude. question though for you guys: is is he is he legit? Like, no, he just put this on because somebody gave it to him. It's the, it's beautiful, bro. It's beautiful. Why would you not put it on? You know what? <laughs> Snoop, the the one from Snoop. Oh, he's from LA. This is LA is like Little Mexico, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. This, 
Like, man, anywhere you go here, there's a bunch of Rasa everywhere you go. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but that's not the sure only L3 kid he has, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah I, I, I see him. He's a lot. He does a lot with the uh, Hispanic community, right? I mean, I've seen him do mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. I think I even saw him where he uh, had interviewed like Gabe, Gabriel Iglesias and all these different like, you know, just coach, you know, pop cultures in, in, in the Mexican community. So I would say that is like a legit like rep, you know, of the jersey. Yeah. What about Drake, though? You think that was a legit or you think that was like trying to get more, you know, selfish viewers? Drake has all the jerseys, man. <laughs> yeah, he does. Drake has a he, he Drake goes us, to the man. stadium with two with two jerseys, and then he takes off the one jersey depending on what the score is. So. <laughs> oh, dude, it sounds like a dad. <laughs> for real. What do they, they call that? The Drake curse? Like, yeah, jersey that he's worn the team will lose, except yep. for the Toronto Raptors. Finally, no, he he's like my dad, dude. My dad does that. My dad's always like he's got his Philadelphia Eagles shirt, and then he'll have the Ravens <laughs> shirt, and. He goes, and I'm like, dude, what are you like? What are you doing? He's like, well, they're, they're, they have the best team. He goes, as long as it's not the Cowboys, I'm good. Or the Cowboys, oh. he'll rep any team that wins the Super Bowl. So I'm like, what are you doing? What are you front runner? That's cool. Hey, that's cool. He, he's always gonna be a winner. Yeah, uh, he's always happy. Dude. <laughs> I like the way you spin it, dude. You should be like the the, the you know the natural spokesperson for 2020, Ivan. That's good, man. You know, look at it in a positive way, right? I work with I work with students, so I gotta turn. I gotta find a way to spin a lot of stuff with them. Oh, dang. Speaking <laughs> yeah. speaking of students, why does it look like Z's posing for a senior picture with his backdrop? Oh yeah, like the background for real, right? Yeah, I didn't think about that. I've been looking at. I'm looking at his background, like, dude, like, what, what are you doing? Senior picture. <laughs> I didn't think about that until now. Oh man, what did it become like the Z pick on Z show, man? Let's go back to Ivan. Ivan's easy to pick on. All right, Ivan. So, what oh. what's what's your plan for the tickets, man? So tell us, you got you got you bought you bought World Series tickets, right? Okay, yeah. So long story short, a few of us, like I uh, said here, uh, a few of us, we tried to get tickets and we only scored four. So. We got lucky with game two. So that's on Wednesday, right? So assuming, I'm hoping, Santa Maria, Madre de Dios, if the Dodgers win today, we're leaving for the World Series. Um, we have a flight, so time to think. But however, if the Dodgers lose, um, I'm going to sell the tickets. I don't want the tickets. I mean, whatever. We're going to go watch the Tampa Bay Devil Rays and the Braves. Man. Hey, you're going to get some good money, dude. Those Tampa Bay, yeah. that's they, got some, they got some money out there. They'll, yeah, they'll but you know what? It. Honestly, yeah. the tickets are not even going for like that much. Like, I remember, really? uh, I think, I haven't checked right now, but when I checked the other day, I can't even remember what they had. They were like 450, 500 bucks, right? Um, some, some, I think game two, game three, I didn't check the other games, but even here in LA, when the Dodgers have made it to the World Series, the cheapest tickets go for like a grand. So LA is like, they're expensive. They're I, don't know. Super I think expensive. I think you're gonna get your uh, your return on your investment, my my friend. You're gonna get you're gonna get yeah, money. Yeah, we can get our money back. That'd be cool. And then I just switch my flight yeah. to like, yeah, yeah. Because Speaking nobody can go anywhere, man. So like, you know, that the stadium where they're only letting a few thousand people in, and I, do. Um, I don't know. So I, yeah, I think with... by Monday or Tuesday, those tickets will be expensive. Yeah. So, I, so again, how? I don't know if it's ten thousand five hundred or eleven thousand five hundred fans for the World Series. Yeah. How was that? How was that working though? Like, how do you? Do, are they just? Do you just go online at Ticketmaster no. or whatever, and so, they just? On a do you, couple of weeks ago, I don't know why. I I, thought, I would think a lot of people are like new, especially if you like sports. Um, MLB announced maybe like there was a rumor like over a month ago that they were going to allow fans. I don't know if you guys heard, 
And then two weeks later, they confirmed they were going to allow fans for certain games. And then like a week later, they said on this day, they're going to go on, on sale. And, and it was legit. It wasn't like scalpers or anything like that. Um, it was 10 a.m. Central Time, so 8 o'clock here. So I was at my night job still. And I love, a lot of us just logged into the MLB site. And you had to create an account with the Texas Rangers because technically the Rangers are selling those tickets. So once you create your account and you put your credit card, you know, like whatever, and MLB, like any other website, you just click, you log, and it was just like loading, loading, loading. I waited honestly like 45 minutes. And then I, boom, I got four. I was like, oh, yes. And that's how it came about. And the other guys um, who had it said here, my buddy, he had some for game five or four. I forgot. But as soon as, like he said that he checked, like where the seats were, right? Because they gave them uh, some in the 100 level, but they were like in different sections, right? So he didn't know the stadium, but by the time he checked, that he clicked to put in the cart, and when it was loading, they sold. Oh, yeah. Damn, so dude. you had to just click whatever, because they, so, they so, would give you three options. So no wonder he's he's, like, he's offering to pay for tacos, dude. He's already going to bank out, dude. He knows he's just won the lottery right now. He's going to, you know... Before you know it, I was going to be over there, you know, he's going to be wearing chains, you know, it's like yeah, grills. I mean, he's got it, man. No, but no, yeah, we got lucky, man. And uh, honestly, honestly, like everybody knows my heart belongs to the 49ers. But if the, if the Dodgers make it to the World Series and we win, it's going to be like fun. I, I, It's going to be special, obviously. Is it going to be like the most won- memorable game event? I, mean, I think like- so in a while. Yeah. It's just, okay. just like like you got all these losing playoff caps that I have right here, but <laughs> Dude, stop no, but... buying a cap bringing us bad luck. Jeez. You know what? I, I love honestly I have like a bunch of caps because my dad sells caps, but I love buying like the blue ones right like they have like that one has like the taco see it. Um that one has a dodgy one. So I have a bunch of ones. This one has a one to the Mexico flag. I just like the blue LA with whatever they have, right? I yeah, think of the authentic one, the one that just has the LA with like just LA. I think I only have like two of those. All the other ones have something like. But it's like I said, I don't even go to a bunch of home games here in LA. I go maybe maybe to like opening day, for sure. You guys know we go to our Mexican Heritage Night and we get like a big group. And when they give away, like the Dia de los Muertos giveaway, or when they have something, I probably just go honestly to like two maybe three games a year. Um, I go to a bunch of road games, so I I do have like a passion for the Dodgers. It would mean a lot if they were to win. Well, we're, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna pull for them, dude. Especially Dodgers. Houston. Houston's out, right? So that's probably a relief, right? So I bet yeah, that was a big win yeah. already. Well, so, okay, what's your yeah. Gabe, What's your thought on that? On the on the Astros like um, cheating. cheating scandal and all that stuff. Um, it, so I went to the World Series with the Astros uh, game one. Um, the first World oh, Series wow. I, with my dad. It was just me and my dad. Oh, we showed up wow. to game one. You Darvish, if you remember, was going to pitch. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Sorry. It was game seven. You Darvish mm-hmm. was pitching uh, against oh, the Astros. Man. And that's the one where, like, there was mariachis playing. It was, like, it was best. I was like, this is awesome. And then first inning, he just got just shellacked. And I, it was just, mm-hmm. like, the whole stadium was like, damn, it was over already. And then you come to find out, like, they were cheating all along. Um you know, growing up being a baseball fan, but also playing baseball, there's obviously, you know, sign stealing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you get groomed to steal signs. So that's part of it. But you do it in a organic, you know, way where you're doing it. Um, you, you don't use cameras and technology and like that's completely out of bounds. And 
And it's so out of bounds that, you know, I think the whole country is unified in hating the Astros this mm-hmm. season. So, um, yeah, I'm glad they're out. <laughs> Dude, I, I, yeah. I think they got lucky. I, I think they got a pass with this COVID. They got a pass, bro. It's not over. I really think they got a pass because, I mean, you didn't have to face the fans for 160 games. Dude, can you imagine facing the fans every single day? It would wear on you, bro. They're still going to remind them next year. Are they better? Like, like, I, yeah, I was talking to Alex from Pantone. He reserved like a bunch of tickets in Houston when they play during the week already. I mean, if they allow fans. So fans are not going to let this go, man. They're not going to let this go. I think, I think, I mean, look at, I mean, look at Coronel. He's still holding a grudge against LeBron. Yes. Really hold a grudge, right? So it's, it's <laughs> one of those. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, Gabe, um, you know, it's been, it's been awesome getting to know you, man. Thanks for, you know, you know, chilling with us. You know, I know a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of, you know, we get we get a little too formal when it comes to you know talking about sports and all this stuff. It's fun just to kind of relax, talk to fan you know fans uh, across various platforms. Um, you know, I'd like to just kind of close up and see if there's any anything you want to talk about, any upcoming projects that you're excited about that you want our, oh, yeah. our fans to know about, anything you want to plug in about you know what you're doing and what your El Fuego is doing. Yeah, I mean. Everyone can follow us, you know, like I said, si.com backslash en fuego, you know, or if you just go to the website, you'll see us. Um, follow us all over, you know, social media at, at en fuego now on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, wherever, um, and you'll find us. But, you know, we've got some really cool stuff coming out. Um, Alberto Hernandez is the, the hat maker, you know, Cam Newton and all these guys that wear those like awesome, like sombreros. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, he's a, a Mexican immigrant, you know, um, and we're going to tell his story in the next week or two. Um, obviously, we got more of the Chivas stories coming out. Um, you know, Chantal Navarro um, is a, 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 an up-and-coming female boxer with aims of, of the Olympics, hopefully next year. Um, you know, we, we have another interview with um, Daniela Lopez, um, who is uh, an artist who became famous when she did a, a, a portrait of, of Yao Ming um, when he, he retired with the Rockets. Um, and she blew up and she's since been this like renowned artist. So, you know, honestly, there's not one thing because we're going to constantly be pushing out all of these kinds of stories, um, daily, weekly, um, you know, important stories, you know, and just showing the young boys and girls out there that you can become this athlete. You can become a front office executive. You can become an artist, you know, um, that's what our channel is all about. So yeah, follow us at Enfuego now. Awesome, one man. thing, one thing that I did like about the podcast is uh, the one, the latest podcast you had, um, where they were telling the story. Uh, I, I, I forgive me for not remembering the names, but the um, where they're talking about the struggles uh, with the family business and and whatnot. There was a part I was following the story, but then there was a break in the story where you gave like a little narrative of what they're talking about. I don't, I can't, I don't know how to explain it, but you so, mentioned what, what was. So it might be the Salinas family, the Scrappers yes. Racing. Yes, yes that one yes. was a was a great one mm-hmm. um, that we highlighted in the last couple of weeks. And yeah, you know, we have a, our own podcast too, the Enfuego Podcast. So if people go out there and, and subscribe. That be that would help us a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Salinas family. Mike Salinas, he grew up in San Jose, and he was scrapping with his his dad. His dad basically was a scrapper, literally taking metal off the sides of the roads, throwing in his pickup. And doing that all over town and selling it. And that's what the family did. Um, and at 15 years old, his dad was like, that's it. You know, go find your own way. And kicked him out. And from what I gathered, a loving way. And like, hey, I showed you. Now you got to make it on your own. And from the bottom, he got to the top. Like he built this huge waste management service 
that I think is one of the largest in, in California. Um, and oh, when he wow. turned 40 years, yeah. And when he turned 40 years old, he's like, you know what? I always wanted to be a racer. So he bought a, uh, he bought a car, a, a drag racing car at 40 years old. And these mm-hmm. are drag racing is something that you put your 10,000 hours in. Yeah. Um, uh, but he was just like, I'm going to do it. And he's, he's, he's wow. doing it. He's, he's a top fuel drag racer. His daughter is in top alcohol, um, um, drag racing. And his other daughter, Gianna is in pro stock motorcycle. Um, so oh, the, wow. their family business is both this huge waste management service, but it's also this racing, um, community mm-hmm. and they're the only Latinos in there. You know, he mm-hmm. tells this wonderful story in there about, you know, I forget which song it was, but he's at Pomona race grounds and it's his turn to pick the song that goes over the PA system. And it's this Mexican song that his mom used to love. Mm-hmm. And Dude. all the people out there are kind of laughing, being like, what is this all about? But all the dudes in his crew pit were like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. You no, know, wow. you know, respect. So it's just a very powerful story. So yeah, that was a, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah definitely. Awesome. Definitely. There's a lot of great stories out there, man. That's, that's, I mean, thanks for calling that out, Gordon. I totally forgot about that one, but that's freaking yeah. strong. Yeah. Cause I mean, you, you look at me and, and that's awesome that you get a chance to meet like, well, you know, if it's via podcast, like Lorena Ochoa, James Worthy, I think you did one with James Worthy. Um, with uh, Jason Hayward as well from the Cubs, so I mean that's huge. I mean that's awesome, and I'm and I'm glad that you're doing it. Uh, you're doing something you love, especially with sports. And um, yeah, dude, that's awesome. So, yeah, definitely. Well, Coronet, since we're on you, any final uh, thoughts? Anything? Any final, you know, shout outs? No, just I want to give a shout out to Ivan because of him, my internet went out, and Man, I had to. I bad. missed. I missed partial. This. I'm gonna blame. We're gonna blame Ivan for anything wrong. Like, yeah, dude, it's always Ivan. But. <laughs> No, no, no. Again, Gabe, thank you very much for reaching out for us, for, you know, thinking about us when you're doing your article. And it was a great piece. It really was a great piece. Like like Z did mention, you know, you, you're reading it and you're getting into it. And, and you know, it's almost like you get for whatever, because I've, I've, I've read your articles, follow you on Twitter. Oh, actually, did, we, did you guys talk about the Marvel characters on his background? No, oh, DC man, characters. No. Your yeah, DC, DC characters. Oh, yeah, it's, it's like saying Star Wars back. and Star Trek, dude. You just kind of make it like, like ooh. <laughs> yeah, because that was one of the things like, we we wanted to ask you about. You know, you must be a huge DC uh, fan. DC, DC fan. No, you have it. And and uh, my boy, I'm a huge Batman fan, uh, and my brother is Superman. Um, oh, wow. but my little boy, you know, when he he's he's, he's three years old. But I'm like, you know what? Whatever he likes, it's fine. You know, one day he wants to be the last <laughs> one. Superman's fine. I've learned. I've learned to be lenient when it comes to comic books. So, well, what if he comes home and says, "I want Marvel"? Be Marvel <laughs> or DC? Okay right? That. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's hard though to compete with Marvel right now with all the movies, dude. DC's got to get their act together when it comes to the movies, yeah. dude. I just got to say, this new Batman movie better, better, uh, better show up. Uh, because but, if not, yeah. dude, it's another, another, another bust, and then they're just playing catch up, dude. So I mean, I'm, I'm pulling for them. We'll see. And Disney just got those uh, X-Men rights and stuff. Yeah. Like, so they're going to redo all the X-Men movies. Yeah, oh, dude. It's, it's going to go big, man. All right, Ivan, any final thoughts, shout-outs? Yeah, Gabe, thank you so much for that wonderful piece you did on PVA. Freaking loved it. Showed it to my parents and everything. My sister showed it to her students, too. Um, thank you so much, Z. Coronel, thank you so much for everything you guys have done for PVA. And everybody, please wear your mask. Wash your hands. We want to get yep. back to normal. We want, you know... I know some of us don't agree with everything, but come on, we gotta try to like at least respect what's going yeah. on. But thank you for everything, everybody. And you're Gabe, welcome. I know you said you're a big fan of all that. I have HBO, um, what is it, Max or what have you? 
if you don't have it, it's pretty cool because they have all the DC everything, like movies, cartoons, cartoons from way back in the day. It's like a whole Gabe, other I think Gabe has it already. Look at his smile on his face. Yeah, look at his smile on Okay, just making sure. So I put on, I forgot what movie it was because I started showing him like Justice League, you know, Unlimited, like okay. the kids shows and he's all about it. And I put one on and I forget what it was. I was like, whoa, this one's, I'm going to watch this later by myself. It was just <laughs> way, too much, it was yeah, way too much violence. It was way too much violence. When I first got it, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. But then I started out like, hey, it's pretty cool. They have some pretty good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you, Ivan. Well, again, Gabe, uh, thanks again Dodgers. for joining us. Oh, yeah. And, and you know what, um, Ivan, we're, we're definitely pulling for the Dodgers. We want you to go and experience and have that experience because honestly, it's going to be like nothing else, dude. 2020, COVID, oh, going to a World Series, your Dodgers finally getting that payback from Houston, right? Uh, yeah. But if not, hey, we don't feel bad for you either because you're going to be a millionaire and then we're going <laughs> yeah, right. to be part of your entourage and follow you around because you're going to become a rapper <laughs> all of a sudden. Cornette, uh, thanks again. Even though you have that back background, dude, we can see your smile, so I appreciate that. That's all we want to see is just your smile. Uh, Gabe, again, thank you once again. And, of course, you know, welcome to my new uh, studio. I'm doing a side gig and taking photos for kids in their schools. So welcome. There you go. Oh, oh that, oh, that explains the search How about that? Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. That. Well, once again, thanks again. Uh, from Arizona to California, from all across the country, this is Sargento signing off. Hasta la próxima. Thank you. See you. Lo grito por donde quiera, mexicano 100% no existe ni una barrera Mucho menos no separa una frontera Con papel o sin papeles yo vivo a mi manera No me importa en cualquier país Si el cielo se pone negro gris Escuchando a Gerardo Ortiz Celebrando fiestas patrias con dos Genesis Cantamos mariachi y en acapella miramos a Thank Dude, you guys. Does it really look like a high school? Like I'm really doing a. I'm gonna yeah. change the background then because I don't. Does it look bad? Does it make me look like I'm? No, no, it does look like you're no, taking a picture. No, but it does picture, look like it. I thought. I know. I actually liked it. I liked the the I liked it. Um, but when Coronel pointed it out, I was like, oh shoot, it does look yeah. like that. Coronel, <laughs> <laughs> you ruined it for me, man. All right, well, sorry, no, it's but true, it's, man. it's, it's true, not even high school when it's like elementary. It's like junior high background. Yeah, you guys remember that. It was called like light touch. They'd give you like your ID card and all that stuff. Not, it's, man, I also.